Live from the Tech Talk Studios hey. in the nation's capital and the heartland of America. It's Tech Talk. Well, it's that time of the week again. It's time for Tech Talk. I'm Brad Cost, your host, with my co-host, Dr. Jay Greenstein. I call him the data doc of talk because he is the data guy. He is a doc and just an outstanding friend. Jay, you doing okay today? I'm doing great, Brad. I'm doing fantastic. And you know what's so weird? Is that it feels odd that you and I have not been hanging out in person for weeks because we went like four months in a row seeing each other like either every week every or day. every other week in a different state. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, you know, it's gonna, we're still going to have a month break of that. I, I think we picked back yeah. up in the end of February, Summer. 1st of March kind of a yeah, thing. Yeah. 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 I look forward to that. I, uh, it is odd, but I tell you what, I am, I am enjoying uh, a little bit of break. We we had some busy schedules into the year. You know, we're we're at a great point of development. We've got uh, Infinity uh, 3.0 coming out next year, and uh, it's some big big changes and some I know you're going to love. And uh, so we're excited, but man, it takes a ton of work, as you know, the first, the two years oh, before that. We just yeah. released 2.0 in our offices this week, so our providers oh, wow. and our staff are all are all working through the platform. And then we launched, we literally launched with patients, Brad, January 2nd. So I'm wow. super excited, but I understand the workload. Trust me. I get yeah. it. Yeah. It's crazy. And you know, I, to, I today, I, I am only there when they need input and I have a big hand in uh, interface design and, and workflow like that piece of it. Mm-hmm. But I got a great team. I got a great team that's doing all the back end pieces for us, and uh, awesome. Um, it's it's fun seeing it come together. But I'm anxious and and excited all at the same time. You know what that's like. <laughs> I know exactly what that's like. Technology. You know, we're here today to talk about that. That's right. Well, listen, we we got a great guest, uh, a friend of yours uh, that you've known, Dr. Kevin Christie. And Kevin is a podcaster also. Uh, he is well known for his modern chiropractic marketing company. And I believe that's what we're going to mainly talk to him about today. But introduce your friend, Jay, and let's get this conversation going. Yeah, it's my pleasure, man. I am so excited to have Dr. Kevin Christie on this podcast. I've been a guest on his several times. It's been a blast. Always learned so much from Kevin. He's a thought leader in chiropractic and, and especially in the space of ethical marketing and business practices. I'm fortunate enough to be part of his mastermind group, a, a group of you know phenomenal chiropractors who are creating tremendous impact in the world for their patients, but also understanding what it takes to run a highly successful and profitable business. And, and Kevin is probably one of the best around at teaching people how to balance business and ethics and excellent clinical practice all at the same time. So Kev, it's awesome to have you on this podcast today. Thanks for joining us and welcome. Hey, I appreciate it. I'm excited to chat with both of you. This is, uh, this is gonna be great. Yeah, it's gonna be fun as always. So Kev, do me a favor. If there's some chiropractor out there that has their head up their tushies and, and has never heard of you before, which probably is nobody who's listening to this podcast, do me a favor, just give everybody a little bit about your background and how you became a chiropractor. Yeah, definitely. I, I graduated from Logan in 05. I graduated from Florida State University in, in 02. 
Uh, I was an athlete growing up, and I really wanted to work with sports, so I was an exercise physiology major at Florida State, and and then went right into Logan, knowing I wanted to work with athletes, and so I, I did everything I could to understand that niche, and, and when I graduated at the very end of 05, came back down to South Florida, where I'm originally from, and worked for a chiropractor, a preceptor, worked for a chiropractor, uh, and then, you know, 2007, I got a really lucky opportunity to go into a partnership inside of a sports training facility and i remember walking in there and it was a pile of crap this place like it was <laughs> it was bad but i walk in there this was 2007 and i mean it, the the who's who of nfl players and some mlb players were training there and they're giving me an opportunity to open up a clinic inside there and i would be the clinical director for this nfl combine program and working with them and so I, I took the opportunity, and it really uh, was better than I could have ever imagined. And it, and it just catapulted me into my career working with athletes and, and, and ultimately um, just fulfilling my, my passion within chiropractic, which was working with active folks at a high level. And, and that just got me into to about 2010 when I opened my own practice. And by tw 2012, I realized I knew nothing about business and marketing. And so I had to try to solve that, and, and, and that's what led me down the path to where I'm at now. Yeah, it's so interesting. What stands in the yeah. way becomes the way, right? The famous yeah. quote from Marcus Aurelius, what you didn't know now is what you are so excellent at today. What is it about marketing that excites you, that gets you kind of in your flow state, that helps you help so many thousands of, of chiropractors literally around the world? What is it about marketing that, that gives you that juice? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I'm, I'm not like a classically trained marketer. I don't have an MBA in marketing. Mm -hmm. I've definitely spent a lot of money and, and coursework and do, doing that over the last seven or eight years. But I think um, the nuance of a chiropractic practice, I know inside and out, and then I know marketing very well, and I can marry the two things to where it's a unique offering versus if it's just a pure marketer who knows a lot about marketing but doesn't necessarily know much about the chiropractic uh, realities that we face, right? And so I think that definitely was something that um, excited me early on as, as I was learning it and applying to my practice and actually seeing it work. Uh, and what excites me the most within, say, the, the field of marketing is is content marketing. And Joe Polizzi founded the Content Marketing Institute. It has nothing to do with chiropractic. It's, just, it's a marketing uh, institute that he ended up building and selling for millions of dollars. And that was who I really trained under 2016, 2017. And so I want chiropractors to really think of themselves as, a, as an educator in the community, right? Like, how can you become the leading source of information around health and wellness in your community? And then all of the distribution channels that are out there now and all those ways of getting it out there is just a way of actually amplifying that information. And so I think we've, you know, we've been jaded a little bit in our, pro in our profession with old school marketing tactics, right? And some of it being cheesy, some of it being, it's not unethical, but it's cheesy, or sometimes it's just unethical. Uh, and I think we've gotten jaded, but I try to put a twist on it and it's like, look, let's just do what you do every day in practice and then we'll use content marketing strategies and distribution channels to actually get it out there because frankly it's one of the best ways you can position yourself as the expert in the community and so that's what excites me about it love it so what's really fascinating for me is this idea that 
chiropractic, I believe, because of so much content out there, is becoming yep. much more socially acceptable. Yep. You know, I go to my like my uh, my dent my teeth clean. I go to my dentist yep. yesterday, and she's telling me she and I don't really like what people say. She's like, "But I believe in chiropractic." I'm like, "It's not a fucking belief system. It's not a religion. <laughs> like, there's plenty of science out there around it." I didn't say that to her because she's poking my teeth with these sharp objects, so I didn't want her, you know, going a little extra hard on me. But but it does seem that. The, the the world is changing where chiropractic is becoming more understood. Maybe more more um, there are people are more aware of chiropractic. I think it's becoming more understood. Some of it is a little bit off as you know, some of the things that we see like on these social media channels, but for the most part, I think there's just a lot of good information that's being shared with the general public. What are the some of the top tips that you give to your clients? Um, when it comes to how to create content for their patients and for the general public to drive more new patients into their practices. Yeah, I think one of the fundamental uh, flaws I see with chiropractors is they're very reactive in their marketing and not proactive. Uh, as we record, I know this may come at a different date, but this is a, towards the end of the year, and it's a great time. We actually just did in our coaching group today, we, we're doing 22-23 marketing planning, and so I really want chiropractors to start thinking in campaigns, right? Like, can you, let's just say right now it's December, can you build out a January, February, March campaign, an idea? Let's say January is going to be, uh, you know, we're going to do um, headaches. And then in February, we're going to do, I'm going to target a, a sport like golf in South Florida, not probably in DC, Jay, but um, <laughs> you know, get, a, get a campaign, right? And, and then from there, what would you do to develop out that campaign? So let's just take the headache campaign, right? Um, we're gonna do that in January. I want you to pick four video topics that you could shoot a three to five minute video on that would help someone with headaches, okay? And I like, uh, a lot of times, a nice little bit of, one video could be a little show and tell where you're showing how you evaluate and do some treatment for it. You could, another video could be some corrective exercises you do for it. Another one could be something to say posture related. However you want to, you know, splice it up is fine. But if you could get four videos out of that, that'd be great. Then once you shoot those videos and they're produced and edited, now that goes on your YouTube channel, that becomes your Facebook, Instagram posting. You can send out an email, a weekly email with that video and some written text to, to kind of, uh, you know, give a little intro to that video and what they're going to learn from it, right? You can post a YouTube link onto your Google business profile. Like it's just, it's amazing what you can do if you at least start with a campaign and go down from there and be proactive with it. Uh, too many people are just, uh, frankly, you know, they're, they wait till January, then they say to themselves, oh, what should I do by the time they think of it? <laughs> now it's January 7th, then by the time they get to the videos, you know, like, and it just, next thing you know, it's March, right? So I think that's the biggest takeaway. And then the second thing is, is I think a lot of it is confidence. And it's realizing that just like you were probably a really crappy chiropractor at like say student clinic, right? <laughs> like even if you were good as a student, you were, you were crappy on the spectrum of chiropractors, but you kept at it and you built your skill set and you, you had confidence to stick with it. And all of a sudden now you're, you're a very competent, if not excellent chiropractor. It's the same thing with public speaking or doing a podcast or shooting videos is that you'll get better at it and your, your level of communication will improve 
And always know that your audience is the lay person. It's not like you and I, Jay, where we're critiquing the science of like what you're saying. Did you exactly say that right? You know, you're using the wrong jargon, right? Like, you know, you're talking to your, you know, so you're actually going to be way smarter than most of the people watching it. Yeah. And they're going to get a lot out of it. Your friends aren't watching these videos at your chiropractors in other cities. It's your it's your local community and have confidence that you have a great knowledge base to share with people and then just get over it, right? And do it. Yeah, you've got to step outside your comfort zone. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Dr. Christie, what do yep. you see whenever you get a doctor that's not done much marketing before? Are they yeah. I would guess they're you know, we're blessed on the podcast here. We have really the aggressive folks like you that are just they're out there, they're in your face, they're ready to teach, they're ready to do, mm-hmm. but that's not the average chiropractor out there. Are they just intimidated that they've not done these kind of medias before? Uh, do is it just like you said the lack of confidence uh, to say hey I can do that or do they do they suffer that they don't have the technology or they don't know what the technology is around them to produce that or who their audience actually is to start out with I you know I would think it would be their existing clients but how do you educate them to get beyond uh, the existing into new clients, new territory like that. Yeah, let me tackle that a few ways. I think a couple things happen. One is, you know, there'll be the chiropractor that, you know, wakes up in a puddle of charisma every day and goes out there and, you know, and has 100 patients a day just because they're just super charismatic and, you know, people are, are you know, attracted to that and they fill it up and no, no sweat. So that's one type of person they may see. They may see also the you know, brain surgeon who doesn't have to do a lick of marketing and a lot of medical doctors don't have to do that. Like it's just positioned a little bit differently. And so they, they want to come out and just say, you know what, I'm going to be so good at what I do and who I am that people are going to knock out down my door and I'm going to be busy. Well, that happens, but let's just assume you're not that, right? Like you have to work at this like I did. And um, and so I think you ultimately have to realize as a chiropractor, uh, you have to be a little more entrepreneurial than say other specialties, right? Like uh, it's just the reality of it. Uh, and again, there are some chiropractors that can just open up and it's, it's, it's like magic, that's fine. Uh, but realize that there's a little bit to it. And so you have to be, you know, sound with your business decisions and you do have to be willing to promote what you do and promoting what you do is marketing. And the great thing about awesome marketing, because here's a little bit of a, a, a dichotomy, right? Like a lot of chiropractors I talk to, they don't want to be too salesy, right? They don't want to have to sell and they don't want to feel like they're selling all the time. Well, one of the best ways to not have to sell hard is to market great. And that way the marketing actually pre-sells them. They come into your office they don't even ask how much it costs or what insurance you take sometimes. And so they were pre-sold because you position yourself well as an expert. Now, I'm gonna wrap into that last one you mentioned, Brad, because it's a, a phenomenal topic, is is the audience, right? Uh, unfortunately, a lot of chiropractors, well, I should say this. As a chiropractor, you can help out basically everybody, which is a good thing, but then it can be a bad thing because it's led a lot of chiropractors out to say, well, I could treat anybody. Well, you know, that saying goes, if you. You know, if you treat everybody, you treat nobody, right? 
Um, and so you do want to get clear on a an audience. And, and jo- going back to Joe Polizzi, who I mentioned at the Content Marketing Institute, he has very strong wording around having a very clearly defined audience and then creating content that has a clearly defined message that is congruent with that audience. And then you work on getting that information out there consistently, and that will resonate, that will pre-sell them, they come in, you don't have to sell hard, you are just an educator in the community through great content marketing, and so it's actually kind of like invisible marketing. People don't feel like they were marketed to. So now you've solved both of your concerns. You don't want to be a marketer and you don't want to be salesy. All right, well, if you do really good marketing, it's invisible marketing that people don't feel sold to. They're actually pre-sold, come to your office, and they want what you have. And so that, to me, is how really good content marketing uh, can solve a lot of problems for chiropractors out there. Kev, I think we just—I think we just found the next title to your book, bro. Invisible yeah. marketing. I think that's it. Invisible marketing by Dr. Kevin Christie. That's right. Write that one yeah, down, bro. Yeah, that—that that was a great response. And, and and Kevin, just so you know, in the last segment, we're going to talk a little football, and I think we already know who you probably support in that in that that way. Yeah, I'm a re- well, I'm a recovering Dolphins fan, and in uh, a recovering Florida State fan too. So, but we can still talk about it. <laughs> well, we we typically talk about college football, okay. but um, uh, but we'll get to that at the uh, the last segment. We're going to take a short break, guys. This is a great time to do that break. I'm Brad Cost, my co-host, Dr. Jay Greenstein. Today, we're talking with Dr. Kevin Christie of Modern Chiropractic uh, Marketing. We'll be right back. Starting your weekend outright with the data jocks of talk. It's TikTok. Welcome to Infinity. We have worked hard to create an electronic claims website that is simple and user friendly. This is the public side. You can log into your personal web portal here. This is your dashboard. You can personalize it to your liking here. Our main focus has been to allow you to submit and edit claims as easy as possible. You will find our claims editor and claims processing is simple to use and straightforward. Our quick action bar is where you can find your most important information. Most of these icons will take you directly to the claims the number represents. You can easily view if you have any messages in your inbox of any unread alerts by looking for these blue numbers. To view the rest of our training videos to get the most of your Infinity experience, click this icon. We hope you find this web portal simple and easy to use. Thanks for letting us serve you. Your weekly dose of talk. Get ready. With the data jocks of talk. And now to a tragic news story. We just learned that a chiropractor recently called his EHR company for help after being forced into yet another platform transition. And the wait times were so egregious the doctor died while on hold. Our sources tell us he was put on hold for over 176 hours. Apparently, the staff had left early to take advantage of all the extra fees they charge. Ever wonder where all those nickels and dimes go? Don't let this happen to you. 
PayDC offers its all-inclusive software for one low monthly fee, backed by a team that both respects and empowers chiropractors and their staff. Sign up for a free software demo below and see how Rebels do EHR. Damn, damn, damn. Let's slow it down. With the hot data jocks of talk. Ooh. It's Tech Talk. Well, welcome back. It's Tech Talk. Uh, we're talking today with uh, Kevin Christie. Now, Kevin is a chiropractic marketer deluxe. You can just tell. Uh, he is renowned. I, Jay, I didn't quite in the beginning make the connection of who he was, um, but I have now. And so I, I know his name. You've talked about him often uh, in your mastermind Nothing, Nothing things. good. Nothing good ever. <laughs> and, I trashed so, your name all over the place, Kev. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, <laughs> But, Kevin, we were, talk, we were talking in the segment before about being an educator, being a marketer, and one of the pieces and the reason I'm here today with Jay is because, you know, I'm, uh, I'm a technology information kind of guy that I'm trying to help chiropractors in the world understand what they do in this world, when they do it, how it works, help them fight insurance companies, those kind of things, using... Uh, large data set and great academic level analysts and data scientists. And one of the things that we've done in this dashboard that we released, it's both a state and national dashboard, is we're modeling the information for each office. We don't, uh, we de-identify that, don't tell what office we're doing, but you can quickly tell uh, especially if they're one of our clients, you do get that identified level. You can tell what times of the years you get patients ebbing and flowing inside your practice. We tell you what are your existing practice, what are your influx of new patients to help you understand over a, a timeline, usually a year's phase. Would that be important information in your eyes to help Kairos educate at certain times of the of the year of of uh, when they're low on patients, and it may be the middle of the winter. It may be uh, some time of the year they already know, but that that was an important thing for me when we were building these dashboards to let them understand uh, those those times of the year. Yeah, it's very important, and it's it's kind of near and dear to my heart too because I'm down in South Florida, in particular Boca Raton, Florida, which is very seasonal, and there's not going to be anything I can do. <clears throat> to make the summer look like the winter. The winter is just, we have, the population is, is so much more. And the amount of, like, it's it's December now, in November and December, the amount of reactivations that came in that are seasonal people. I mean, it's just amazing the difference. But I have noticed that we run particular initiatives going into the summer to target groups I know that are still in. I'm, like, I'm not gonna target pickleball and golf. I'm gonna do that in the winter because all the pickleballers and golfers are gone in the summer. But, you know, auto accidents happen year-round for sure. Uh, there's a lot of youth sports that are picking up around that time as well. Uh, there's other things uh, like running groups actually start to train in the middle of summer here because it's like low mileage and they work up towards the winter time when it's high mileage right. down here. So, yes, to answer your question, I look at those trends of like where – is my audience going to be served best at that part of the year? Okay, so I, one is yes, I do that, and I'll do targeted marketing campaigns, like I mentioned earlier, strategically to try to level it out a little bit for sure. Okay, 
The second thing I would recommend if people are noticing it is is you definitely got to look at reactivation campaigns. All right. So we all talk about new patients and how important they are in marketing, and I get it. But a lot of chiropractors fall into this uh, problem where they're always looking for that sugar high of more new patients. And, right. and the problem with that sugar high is you end up you know, crashing down, and then you need more sugar or you need more new patients. So if you can have some really good marketing that consistently is targeting your current patient base uh, for awareness and reactivation, that can smooth out the bumps a little bit. And then third and lastly is you have to do everything from like a, a patient experience and, and back end to have great patient adherence so that you don't have any holes in the bucket. And so that will level off some of those, you know, valleys as well. Uh, so I think every practice, no matter where you're at, it's going to have some seasonality to it or, or sometimes. But can we, you know, make the peaks higher and the valleys higher as well? And I think those are three things you got to really look at to do it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, Kev, I, I love what you said about the sugar high because – um, you know, we know that's the case. And our, our, our collective mutual good friend, Joey Coleman, who wrote the book, Never yep. Lose a Customer Again, obviously very influential for all of us, I think, um, as we rethink the customer experience and what we need to do once that patient has made a decision to purchase from us and become our customer. How do we engage them in ways that really binds them to us so they finish their care plan, so they get a good long-term outcome? Because that's why we do what we do. And I'll never forget Joey said, he did an in-service for our company you know, years ago, and he said, you know, you really have to answer three questions. Who is your customer? What do you know about them? And how do you create a remarkable experience uh, for them by building a personal and emotional connection. So I, I just, uh, you know, we work on that every day. It never stops, right? Like yeah. it, it, there's so many levels of everything from clinical excellence to just what is their experience with us administratively, operationally, financially. But it's such an important part of the work that we as chiropractors have to do. So the fact that we're not just focusing on new patient acquisition, but actually keeping the patients that we have acquired, I think is a critically important step. And going into 2023, I would encourage all chiropractors to revisit their customer experience processes. Hopefully they've got them written down, but if they haven't, write it down what you're doing now and then find ways to make those operational improvements. Even if they're small and incremental, those small and incremental improvements will create massive change and improvements over time. Um, Kev, tell us a little bit about how your, your companies have, like, you've diversified, right? So you yeah. had the podcast, you wrote the best-selling book, right? Awesome book. Hey, um, <laughs> it, was, it was a bestseller for me. What do you, you know, I there love you it. go. That's all um, that matters. Yeah. Um, but now you've, you've said, okay, I see what the needs are in the marketplace. We're going to add services for our, our tribe, our customer base. And you've done that. You've, you've created a whole new model to help chiropractors in their new patient acquisition and retention. Share, share that with us, please. Yeah, definitely. You know, the overarching thing that I saw, you know, I would say my main audience is evidence-informed chiropractors. And, you know, there's this interesting, you know, thing that I saw was some of it was poverty mindset. Some of it was, you know, you know, I, I'm a doctor. I shouldn't have to be good at business. But I started realizing a lot of the things that these hangups were happening was uh, there's no reason for it. Right. And I you know, like for instance, 
good business as a chiropractor just means like have a great patient experience. It's not about being a shark. It's about having a great patient experience. That would be good business, right? Um, uh, you know, if you start letting money decisions impact your treatment plan dictation to that patient, that's not being patient centered. That's being doctor centered. You're letting your own, you know. So I just noticed there was this interesting thing of like the starving artist, or I call the starving chiropractor within this subset of chiropractors that I that I talk a lot with. And so I want them to thrive because a thriving chiropractor that's doing very well can show up in a much better way to their patients, be more present, not thinking about all the, the cash flow issues and all the stuff that's going on. And it can serve their patient and their community a lot better. And so we've built opportunities around that and, and it was interesting. You know, I just started a closed Facebook group back in 2016 that it, it was free, and I just shared information. Now it's got 4,600 chiropractors in there. It's awesome. Um, I, didn't, I didn't monetize it for two years. I, I started the podcast in April 2017, still hadn't monetized it. And then in July 2018, Bobby Maybe and I opened up the Chiropractic Success Academy. So it was two years, and that was the first time that I actually monetized it anyway, and, and that was an online course. It's still there, or academy. Uh, and then from there, it was like people needed some coaching, business and marketing coaching, so we offer that, and we still do, and that's going great. Then I realized there was a lot of chiropractors that were cool with shooting videos and creating content, but they didn't want to do all the back-end tech stuff, right? So now we do marketing, like the production and distribution for chiropractors. So it's just, you know, I just listen to the audience, and that's what's cool about to kind of bring it back to the doctor listening is the more you build an audience and have patience and all that, you listen to them and what their needs are, and then you create services and content that serves that need, and it kind of tells you what you can do to help people out. It's great. It's like opportunity slapping you right in the face, right? Being like, hey, yeah. these people need help. We can solve this problem. Yeah, Absolutely. Guys, that time has come again. We're, we're going to take a quick break again. We'll be right back for the last ep, uh, segment uh, of the podcast. You're listening to Tech Talk. My co-host, Dr. Jay Greenstein. Our guest today is Dr. Kevin Christie. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. This is Dr. Jay Greenstein. This is Jay Greenstein. With me today is Dr. Jay Greenstein. Dr. Jay Greenstein. The world around us and healthcare specifically is changing at an exponential pace. Chiropractic is perfectly positioned like we have never been right now today to be more successful and to be more impactful for the communities and patients that we serve. There are all sorts of evidence-based guidelines that, that support the use of non-pharmacological approaches. But what I want America to know is that health doesn't come from a pill. It's our responsibility as healthcare providers to educate the community about the evidence that exists. We really need to have a private practice app, something that will help us engage with our patients in ways that they've never experienced before. The intersection of technology and quality care is where the future of healthcare is at, and I'm really excited to bring that forward in the future. So we all feel it. Rent or dining out, gasoline or movies. As a matter of fact, the dollar is not going as far for a whole host of reasons. And it's impacting everybody regardless of your financial situation. Did you know that 38% of the overall population is having to reconsider how they're spending their money just to afford the healthcare they need? And if you break it down further, 
26% have actually delayed the healthcare that they need, including going to see you, the chiropractor. So here's what we need to know about the breakdown in demographics. You would think that someone who's making $120,000 or more would be continuing their care right now, but the actual number is 18%. 18% of that group is actually putting off healthcare, and that's a group of people making six figures. When you take that same information all the way down to a group making 40,000, that number's much higher. It's closer to 40%. So it's never been more important than now to make sure you've made it easy for your patients to come see you, that you have choices for them, and you understand what they're going through at home. We wanna make sure your practice thrives during this time, and we encourage you to learn about what Cairo Health USA can do for you and your practice and making it easy for patients to see you and continue care. Spreading the love. You're listening to The Tech Slot. It's Tech Talk. What's up, everybody? It's Dr. J here. We're with my very good friends, Mr. Brad Koss and Dr. Kevin Christie for Tech Talk. And we've had just another amazing experience with our buddy here who's schooling us on everything we need to know about ethical and effective marketing for chiropractors so kev thanks so much for spending your time with us today um it's always great like i'm taking notes because you know i love what you talk about and i'm always learning something new um speaking of new share with share with us your thoughts on like what is going to be like the hottest and most impactful and effective marketing trends for 2023 yeah i think some of the trends for 2023 is going to be um coming a little bit back to normal right you know and Facebook ad, you know, Facebook is difficult now and some of the tactics of social media are tricky. So I think just really creating good content, getting it out through email and being consistent is going to be really where it's at. I'm a, I'm a little concerned with TikTok uh, moving forward. There's already starting to see this talk about potential ban in, in the United States. Uh, I don't know if it's going to happen in 2023. I don't know if it's happened at all, but it's a possible. It's a legitimate possibility uh, to keep an eye on. I, I listened to the Content Marketing Institute's podcast, and they've talked about it the last uh, couple episodes. So that's something to look out for. Hey, Kev, um, can you and, share share a little bit more about that? Because I am not familiar with that. What's going on with TikTok? Well, you know, it's a Chinese-owned company, and there's a lot of there's a lot of concerns around the privacy issues and things around that. And Texas just passed something, and there was another state that passed something around it. Not banning it, but there's a lot of talk a- around this possibility, and it's it's kind of a real thing. Wow. Um, yeah. I don't think as chiropractors we have to worry about Twitter change as much because I don't think chiropractors are really marketing on Twitter, so I wouldn't worry too much about what's going on there. Uh, but that's something to definitely look at. Uh, what I'm excited about, too, is just how technology and AI is is converging you're starting to see some things there with some AI producing content right yeah uh, that's that's in the I wouldn't call it the early phase it's, it's getting there and it's it's not bad um, so I, I want to start having my my team look at that a little bit more and, and where that's going so I would I would look at that as well so those are some of the trends whether I'm excited I'm excited about the AI thing I'm excited about getting back to some of the real essentials of marketing, um, the TikTok thing I'm indifferent about, but yeah. Uh, yeah, those are some of the trends I would say. Cool. Yeah. 
Jay, he's talking about the AI. I'm not as sure if you're aware of that, but it, it, there actually is. I think it's uh, Chat GPT that. Yeah. Um, it literally just know, came up in a conversation writing, yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's pretty amazing now. You know, there's now we're having the conversations. You, you hear the conversations come up. Well, is it being influenced right or left? But I think that's going to be part of every conversation we have for the next five or six years. Is it politically motivated? Uh, I, do you think, Dr. Christie, that uh, Facebook is still probably the most predominant way that people are getting back to their patients uh, then, or are there, are there actual websites? I mean, Google is going to be number one still. So if you can treat Google business profile as like a second website and then have a great website that's the hub of your marketing and you got content on there and it's SEO optimized, like, uh, you know, a lot of practices are seeing 10 to 20 new patients a month from Google. Uh, I still think va Facebook ads is viable. You're just going to have to consider increasing your budget on there. And, and the reason, the way yeah. I like Facebook ads, and this goes back to your earlier point, Brad, about, you know, kind of getting your patients to uh, reactivate and that type of stuff is you can actually upload your email list into a Facebook audience and then you could do Facebook ads that only target that email list. So these are people that right. already know, like, and trust you. So we use Facebook to just keep content around our uh, right. patient base. So I still like Facebook as well. Yeah, Google has really stepped up this last six months of of the Google team actually getting you involved and trying to upsell you, trying to push you out. You know, SEO management is really, really important. Uh, search engine optimization uh, mm -hmm. is what SEO stands for. If you're not good at it, there are some tools, great tools out there to help you do that. There are also pretty inexpensive uh, teams out there to help you. But that's the key to where your name lands whenever somebody goes to do an exploratory search on Google. Uh, so so I, th I think those are really important marketing things. So Kevin B, uh, are, there, are there some places that you're going to be in the upcoming year that you know of already that you could tell people if they want to come listen to you or how to get hold of your book or how to get hold of... Uh, of you for business yep. sense. Most of our audiences, they are chiropractors, and they, they're probably very interested in finding out how to reach you. Yeah, definitely. Our podcast is Modern Chiropractic Mastery. Website is modernchiropracticmarketing.com. The podcast has a little bit different name because we talk about everything, practice growth, not just marketing and that. Um, and then, yeah, I'll, I'm limiting my travel a little bit because I have two young kids, but I'll still be out there, and, and I've got our we have our mastermind down in Florida four weekends a year. Uh, excited to have that. Um, our first one in January. Uh, one of Jay's good friends, Ray, Dr. Ray Tuck, is our guest presenter. So that we're excited about that for sure. Uh, I'll be out uh, doing some stuff with a couple state associations for sure. Uh, Florida being one. Thanks again for, for Jay on that one. Uh, so, yeah, I'll be out there probably 10 or 12 times next year. That's awesome. Hey, Kev, can you mm -hmm. share how, because there are some, some folks that would be very good fit a very yeah. good fit for the mastermind. Tell us a little bit about kind of the criteria for people to come into this group of like VIP yeah. Kairos. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that was another thing. I listened to the audience and Anthony Hussein was one. He came to a small event we had that had like beginner chiropractors all the way to someone that has a really big practice like Anthony. And he came, he's like, this was a few years ago. He's like, you know, right, right before pandemic, he's like, you should have, you know, put together a group that's like advanced chiropractors at a certain level. And it wasn't a bad idea, so I, I ran with it. 
last summer and it went good. Um, you know, we, we make the entry point 30,000 a month revenue as the minimum. Uh, most of the people in there are way above that, but there was a few where it's like, you know, if you're one doc and you're doing 29, 30, $35,000 and you just need that couple really good ideas, you already have great ideas. You can put a lot of value into the group. You can go from 30 to 50, 60 a month pretty quickly. Um, and so they're doing big things. We just wanted, we didn't want to, um, you know, exclude that group there. But obviously the group has a lot of high-level chiropractors, as, as you, you saw when you were there. Uh, and it's just the cool thing is these are chiropractors that have been doing a lot of awesome things for, for quite a few years. But everybody was vulnerable. Everybody was sharing. Every chiropractor, no matter how many associates they have and how much money's come in have problems yeah like sometimes you get to a certain level and you run out of people to talk to about it and you run out of ideas to take that next step and so that's why we put it together and it, it came together better than i could expect it we ended up selling out uh, 2023 but if anybody's interested you reach out we can go to 2024 and start that that list there you go love it that is great. Well, Jay, it's yes, that sir. time of the it's that time of the segment that is one of our favorites. It's how Tech Talk started. Was mm-hmm. you and I watching college football at the bar? We tell that story over and over, but it really it really was. Yeah, and uh, we were slipping out of some of the conferences uh, to watch our favorite teams. Yours being Ohio State and mine Oklahoma State. You know, you ended up having, uh, man, a great season. You're you're going to be in the playoffs. Uh, I'm not sure you wanted to play uh, the team that you're going to end up playing. What, what are your thoughts on that, man? I mean, Georgia's, you know, I'd say Georgia and Michigan, clearly the top two teams in the country. Um, you know, Michigan handed us our ass a couple weeks ago, which was just an embarrassment. But they were the better team that day. Um, they were, We were outcoached. We were outplayed the whole nine yards for two years in a row. Um I think the break gives us an opportunity to become a little bit healthier. Um, so if everybody's at full speed, maybe we have a shot. But, look, I think yeah. the final is going to be Georgia-Michigan. Uh, and yeah. I think that's going to be a great game, not like last year. I think this year those two teams end up in the finals, and I think it's going to be a great game. You know, you and I watched some of the Michigan games, and they were terrible, I thought. you know, They, they were just terrible. Were, they were terrible games. I you know, I, I just this cannot be a, a top team, and they would just win by just a little bit, you know. And I thought, well, they're not going to make the playoffs. Somebody's going to come in and beat them. But they came back together and played you guys, and it it wasn't a pretty sight, I'm sure, for you. I was sitting there through the whole. I think I sent you one or two texts to say, <laughs> man, I feel sorry for you. But my my team had been blown out of the water. We had so many, and now two or three we actually have many players that have entered the trans um uh, transfer portal sanders is sanders has entered it and i just told kendra i don't i don't understand that i mean he's been playing all the time he's been and then presley who's been our you know one of our great uh offensive special teams guy that's done some great run backs on kickoffs and he's entered the portal so i don't know if there's something underlying going on or you just can't. I just I don't fully understand the transfer portal either I I think it's uh, 
I think it's sort of a mistake, in my opinion. You could have a whole team pulled out from underneath you as a coach. Uh, what are yeah. your thoughts on it? I think it's tough. What are your thoughts? I think, I think college football is evolving, right? It's changing. You know, everything from NIL to the transfer portal. Yeah. And, you know, coaches do this to players all the time. They'll bail out at the end of the season because they get a new gig. Lincoln Riley did it to Oklahoma last year. I don't think yeah. that's good either. Like, they should yeah. finish it's out not. their season. Um, yeah, I think not. there's lots of I think there's lots of things that we could criticize about college football, but there's one thing that I'm super excited about, and that that's in two years we get 12 teams in the playoffs. So I'm just looking forward to that. Yeah, I just yeah. want to see that. So Kevin, you you had actually a really good season. I thought I sort of follow you yeah. because I've got a couple dear friends that are big Florida State fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kim Kim Driggers, who's the lead counsel oh, yeah. at FCA. Yeah. Kim yep. Kim and I are real, really good buddies, and her fiance steve he uh he's an attorney there in fort lauderdale and he is a huge uh florida state fan and uh you guys ended up what like 12th or 13th in the nation yeah, yeah. It's a good season. a good season you know comparatively speaking i've just i come from a state of uh bobby bowden just a, yeah and i'm disillusioned <laughs> because like my so i i started at florida state in 1998 my first three years at Florida State, we went to the national championship, right? Wow. And so to me, that was like the where we need to be, right? Where Georgia and Michigan and Ohio State is now. Why isn't Florida State like that? And it's been a, a long time. I think we are in a, in a better direction, but it's, but it's tricky. Um, I do have some, a bone to pick with Jay because I actually grew up a big Miami Hurricanes fan. Oh, boy. South Florida. My dad's from Miami, which is one of the rare ones. So I grew up a huge Hurricanes fan, and I like the Seminoles. I, Miami's a private school. My, my family couldn't afford that, so I went to Tallahassee on a free educational ride, and I love Florida State too. But we won that national championship against Ohio State <laughs> in Miami when the penalty flag was thrown 13 seconds after the play was called, and we were already celebrating. It was and not yes, 13 it. seconds after the, after the play. That is such embellishment, bro. Such bullshit. And I did cry that night. I did cry that night. Uh, that, was, that was a classic game. That dude had his hands all over Teddy G. And, you know, hey, look, that's how, that's how it rolls sometimes, brother. That's how it rolls. Well, Kevin, you in the bowl game are playing my second favorite team in the nation, which – I just despise, but Oklahoma, University of Oklahoma, uh, that's on the 28th or 29th, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, that's... Who do you uh, guys play? What what bowl game are you guys in, or who do you guys play? No, Brad. Oh, I don't... It's a a low-hanging bowl, I know that. I I don't even remember. I've sort of written this year off, Jay, if you haven't been able to tell. I've sort of written it off this year. I'm I'm rooting for your team, and well, all right. uh, I'm rooting I'm I'm rooting for anybody that's playing against OU. So um, so I'm rooting for Kevin's team this year. All right, and you know I think you'll beat them. I think you'll beat them bad. Is what I think will happen. Uh, they've they've revived just a little bit, but I uh, I just they've had a terrible year, and it you know they're going into the SEC next year. And I just, uh, that is going to be a train train wreck waiting to happen. And they're going to go from being at the top and the glory to being at the bottom and, and the digs. They're going to have to rebuild, I think, quite a bit. 100%. So, yeah. 
Well, listen, guys, it's been fun. It's uh, that time again. It, it goes by so quick, this hour does. Uh, but, Kevin, I really appreciate everything that you've, you know, I I used to call myself a marketer, and I, I own four businesses, some very large, some small, but I, I enjoy all of it. And I'm an old dog still trying to keep up with the young guys now. Uh, but I have a great time, and I got a great friend with Jay Greenstein. She he keeps she he keeps me on my toes <laughs> all the time about marketing and doing new things, and I'm very appreciative for that. Um, and before we jump off, you know, I know we we post uh, produce these and they go out a little bit, but I'd be missed if I didn't mention uh, the the loss of one of the great college uh, coaches this year with. Uh, Coach Mike uh, Leach, um, Mississippi State, going back to, yes, he died yesterday. Oh, God. Uh, had a massive coronary. And, mm. you know, he was he was near and dear to Oklahoma State. Uh, he was at Texas Tech for a long time. Uh, but he was, he was, we were blessed to be around him at some of the games. And he was, he's just always a fun, was always a fun guy to be around. So uh, our prayers to his family and the teams yep. that he's represented over the years. I didn't want us to end without mentioning him uh, in our college segment. So uh, our, our prayers to you. Guys, Kevin, thank you very much uh, for you. the information. We greatly appreciate it. Jay, uh, we'll be back together again soon. Uh, podcast again next week so thank you for everything you've done thank you for getting me through covid this last week also i i greatly appreciate that my pleasure bro from my co-host uh, dr jay greenstein i'm brad cost have a good day see y'all your weekly dose of talk get, get ready with the data jocks of talk